0: And I've been really enjoying kind of creating this new routine and environment for us. And so many good changes have come out of it amidst the chaos. Kind of crazy timing, though, if you think about it. I mean, we had so much going on. And then on top of that, we put in some coaching, but it was kind of perfect. And the
1: revelation for me in that session was that for years, people called me OCD like you're OCD, everything's too extra and I started to believe that, I started to label myself, oh yeah I'm I'm a little bit OCD and maybe there is a little bit of that inside me, but actually all it was, was I do things with intention.
0: Because I'm an all or nothing human, aren't I? It's either I go big or I go home and I'm learning to kind of change my mindset and part of that was through the coaching, is that actually small habits are still habits and they're still good for you. So instead of aiming towards you know 90 minutes of ashtanga yoga every day which is what i thought was what i wanted to do and i still would like to achieve that but if i didn't do that then i wouldn't do yoga at all now i'm starting to understand a little bit more about myself and and, and being a bit more compassionate towards myself that actually it doesn't matter if you haven't done 90 minutes 10 to 15 is absolutely fine
1: i know what i'm passionate about I know what I love to do. I've just found a way to integrate that into my purpose, into my life. Hello, you're listening to the Stay Whole podcast. I'm Sanjay, your host. My aim is to help you demystify the world of health and wellness using evidence-based lifestyle interventions that would enable you to live happier, healthier, and more productive lives. This revolves around three key principles, eat, live and move. And we're back for another episode of Pillow Talk. In this episode Anisha and I discuss how getting a coach has transformed our lives. We discuss the habits that we're working on to help us live more happier and productive lives. It's a packed episode so let's get straight into it.
0: Hello. Hello. Here we are again. Here we are again. But this time on video.
1: Round three. I think this is the third time we tried to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> With video maybe it's the video video. that's causing the problem but here we are in hd um how's it been
0: good i have so much to update everyone i've had to bring my notebook
1: yeah we're a bit more prepared this time with what we want to talk about um so first of all i think this is the first time we're actually recording a podcast from this new home so congratulations on the new home
0: Agreed. Um, so exciting.
1: Yeah, it feels, like, it feels like this move, and I've been talking about it on the podcast for so long, it feels like it's been going on for so long, but it has gone on for so long, hasn't it? Um, and we're sitting here in October uh, recording this, and it's been a few months since we've actually fully moved in, but it just feels like now things are starting to settle and routine is kicking in.
0: I know. I missed it. I was craving it, and finally feels like we're getting into routine now which is good
1: yeah so um yeah so we're in the new place um very happy i am anyway Uh, you know we've decided to come out here to the country you've probably seen some of my stories about you know going for walks and going for runs and things like that so yeah things are good in that sense we've put put you know the, the move behind us and as you said routine yeah it's just getting back into routine and um i think for for a while there we both really struggled with routine because we were living between two flats and one of us would, you know, you'd be in London, I'd not be in London and uh, the other way around or, you know, it was just,
0: it felt like chaos.
1: uh, Chaos is the right word.
0: It's a great word for it because that's actually how it felt. It did feel like
1: chaos, wasn't it? And the
0: the whole summer holiday went past. I didn't
1: even notice that summer's gone, you know, and we were just getting used to sorting out. It was our first, also our very first summer holiday school summer holiday where we didn't have childcare because all the previous summer holidays, August in particular, the nursery that Liliana went to were open. And even throughout COVID, right? We were lucky because of key worker status, we were able to send her. Um, so this was the first time where they're like, oh, we're actually shut over the summers and we're like, oh, okay. So now we had to figure out what to do and and I know every parent has to do this, but it was the first time we had to do it. So it was, uh, it was a juggle fest.
0: It was an experience, but luckily, because I'm organized, I had every week planned and prepared.
1: Yeah. So we've taken a lot of steps, I think, because we've moved to this new place. It's been a good opportunity to, to just reflect and set new routines, set new... Um, I'm calling. yeah habits so that we can you know make things work for us we've spent a lot of time and we'll, we'll do a separate update on this or maybe i'll just do a video on it on you know getting the place ready and you know creating our environment you know we talked about this in our habit change before where having the right environment around you to be productive to feel more energetic to to want to do the things that you love doing and we've done that you know we've got the garden done we've had all the decorating done we've had our offices done you know that was a priority for us to have our own space to work from so we've had we've done all of those things and i think around that is then obviously our behaviors and the way that we want to live our life and the projects that we want to spend our time on and that was the big i think we were both struggling with that i certainly was with regards to just being consistent um with you know just things like exercise you know being consistent with things like diet again when we're living between two homes and you know it would be takeaways it would be quick quick fixes to meals not necessarily always unhealthy food but just quick fixes and and it wasn't it wasn't sustainable going forward so we had to go dig deep and figure out a lot of that stuff um but of course we took a major step in helping ourselves by enrolling uh, a coach so we got ourselves a coach and we are now sitting here what one week after the after the fact after the 12 so it was a 12 week long coaching program which has just finished it's been a week how was withdrawals on session on week number one
0: well last night was the first night that we didn't have a session and um Though I was really upset that we weren't going to be meeting up as a group anymore, I had a really nice evening, and uh, I found I refound my my love for yoga again, which was really strange, wasn't it? When I got home, really excited, mm. um, and I guess I mean I I do I do love yoga, and I and I and I've enjoyed it for many years, and then suddenly out of nowhere, I kind of stopped doing it on a regular basis, and I didn't really understand why. And yesterday I really craved it. And I thought, yeah, let me try it out and kind of restart my journey again because I'm an all or nothing human, aren't I? Like you. It's either I go big or I go home and I'm learning to kind of change my mindset. And part of that was through the coaching is that actually small habits are still habits and they're still good for you. So instead of aiming towards, you know, 90 minutes of Ashtanga yoga every day, which is what I thought was what I wanted to do. And I still would like to achieve that. But if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't do yoga at all. And um, now I'm starting to understand a little bit more about myself and, and, and being a bit more compassionate towards myself. That actually it doesn't matter if you haven't done 90 minutes, 10 to 15 is absolutely fine. Um, and yesterday I I noticed I did half an hour yesterday and actually I could have done a lot more, but, um, I did my 30 minutes and I was really pleased with my progress and yeah, it was good. Um, and I've been really enjoying kind of creating this new routine and environment for us and so many good changes have come out of it amidst the chaos. Kind of crazy timing though, if you think about it, I mean, we had so much going on. And then on top of that, we put in some coaching, but it was kind of perfect.
1: I think when we first pulled the trigger and then we were like, oh, are we really going to have time for this? And it wasn't the fact that it was only, I say only, it was only an hour a week or two hours, hour and a half, 90 minutes a week, um, once on one day. So you had to have 90 minutes free on one day, which was obviously for us was a Tuesday evening, but then there was time to put in to make it work and to be, make it really be effective is other times put in to do, to do the work, right? It's not just it's not just about turning up, it's doing the work and there'll be reading to do, there'll be videos to watch around the topic that we're talking about. Um, and I thought the same. I thought, oh, this is going to be very difficult. I'm trying to juggle, you know, getting things set up and my day job like you have as well and just home life and Lily and school runs and podcasts and Zyla podcasts and all these other things that I'm involved with at the moment. But actually... I think it helped give us real structure and clarity around what is important and what we need to focus on and I think that was that feeling of overwhelm it's still a little bit there but I think it's we we have a structure we have a strategy to try and figure this stuff out so um, I think straight off the bat for me the coaching was fantastic it was phenomenal really even though as a coach a lot of the principles I'm I've been familiar with although I wasn't aware of them right I was like, oh yeah I do, I do do that and I didn't I didn't realize these things I think it was just such a great way to help for me for me the most important thing I got from it was was the clarity was just the clear understanding of who I am what my roles are in life and then how to prioritize around those I think that was a big big part of it um so yeah, I think it was a, It came at the right time. I think you're right. It was even though we had a lot of chaos going on, I think it brought a lot of calm to that chaos, and it gave us it gave us a way a way out of it, which is exactly what uh, I think we both feel now, having finished the program for twelve
0: weeks. Yeah, it was exactly what we needed. And when we signed up for it, I was really motivated and interested, and I was really you know quite passionate and making that change because I knew I was kind of in a funk. And I knew I needed some support to kind of change that and it gave me everything that I needed to bring us back to normality, which was great and a lot more.
1: Yeah. And a lot more and a lot more. more. Yeah. So the structure was, was interesting as well, because it's the first time, well, let's go back a step. I think, why did we both do it? And I think initially I was the one who was going to do it and I thought this is great, but i know that if the both of if the two of us are doing it because all the things i'm going to learn on this program uh are going to be things that i want to apply in our life and if you're not on board and if i have to you know relay the message third hand to you or second hand say oh this is what we did this is and then try to get you to understand it from me so if i try to coach you the coaching program would have ended in disaster um and you know we both wouldn't have been fully on board and i i think that that I just felt, well, is this going to be very? Is this going to be worthwhile? So I think the both of us doing it meant that we were both there, turning up each each week. We were taking it, we were hearing it from the horse's mouth, literally, um, ourselves, and would interpret that information our own way. We'd both get a little bit of coaching along the way, and I think it's turned out really, really well. I'm glad, I'm so glad we actually put the put the effort in and the investment in for both of us to do it, because I feel like now we're almost, we're well, we are on the same page when it comes to understanding you know what we're doing and what we're trying to talk about or what we're trying to where we're trying to go with this so i think that's important
0: yeah definitely and i and i definitely would have you know had fomo if you had done it without me (laughs) because i would have felt like i was missing out because i'm sure you why i would have i would have seen you you know changing and growing and getting really excited about all your ideas and i would have felt like man
1: but you never used to feel like that when i used to go to to the gym and think, oh yeah, he's going to the gym, he's working out, look at him, he's deadlifting, and I wish I would you know you didn't get FOMO then, or did you?
0: Well, clearly I must have, because I used to join you at the gym and I started doing, you know, CrossFit and strength training and though I did some before, I it really heightened when we when we were together in Dubai and we used to go to the gym together, like That's on not, Fridays.
1: That wasn't FOMO, that was just you wanting to be Be me, like you. Be like me. <laughs> Everyone wants to be like Mike. Um yeah, that wasn't FOMO. That was you just oh, let's. We're living in a foreign country together. I need to do something to be with my husband a little bit more. Uh, let, let me go and take some interest in his interests, and that's great. That's fantastic. Anyone listening out there, take interest in your partner's interests. That will make life life a lot easier. Are you but gonna
0: Are you gonna start jewelry making with me?
1: No, but I've started. <laughs> I've started doing yoga. Yes, since I met you.
0: Mm, you have. I,
1: I was never doing yoga before I met you.
0: Yeah, true. I've done a,
1: I'd done a few classes because I because I worked. I in think the you gym. did
0: Pilates.
1: No, I did, I did. I did. I did. some yoga at Optimal um, way before before I met you when they first started doing it. But that, apart from that, I never really took. And body in
0: balance it. with Laura. Yeah,
1: I started doing that. Yeah, so I started getting into that. I'm I'm getting into gardening because of your love for wanting to have that outside space, and I'm starting to appreciate that a little bit more. Although it's not the top of my you know favorite things to do in the world but i still am enjoying it so no there are things that i'm doing but no it wasn't it wasn't i don't think it was fomo well maybe you would have got fomo um but uh, or was it because of who it was that was coaching that you were getting fomo
0: yeah mr nilesh Satguru. yeah i love that guy so much
1: so that's who we did the coaching with we did the coaching with dr nilesh Satguru, um who i met through instagram He's, uh, he's my very, he's my first and uh, he's my very first Instagram friend. So I got in touch with him and it was during during the lockdown wasn't it it was during um during covid or maybe just maybe just before i can't remember anyway it was it was during the lockdown and we got in touch he came on my podcast episode 25 power of sleep go and check it out you can hear his dulcet tones um talk about sleep in that episode so he came on my podcast and we just kept in touch ever since um i've always supported the work that he's done he is not only a doctor a gp a lifestyle medicine doctor at that he is a high performance coach um, so he has gone through uh, a program to, to to be able to perf- coach high performers. And I guess, you know, the, 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 the phrasing high performance goes, well, Who what's high performance? High performance is performing at a high level in everything you do, right? So we're not here talking about athletes or CEOs or, you know, entrepreneurs and yes, all of those apply. They all require high performance. But if you're a mother, if you're a father, if you're, you know, an employee, you want to perform at your best. You want to perform at your highest level in everything you're doing. So I think this coaching was designed around helping anybody perform at their highest level, no matter what you are in life. And I think that's important. It's not just about, so don't sit there and think, oh, I'm not a high performer. Well, you want to be, and you probably are in some some fields or something that you do. And it's just applying that to everything else in your life. So so he's a high performance coach and he put together a group coaching program, which was 12 weeks long. So this is what we enrolled in. And the fact that it was a group coaching program um, was also interesting. I was a little bit unsure how that was going to work, but actually it turned out to be very, very rewarding and very interesting. We met a fantastic group of people who all had, you know, brilliant stories to share. And also, uh, you know, you saw, as you said about me, you would have seen that we saw that in the program we saw people grow and change and change their shift their beliefs and you know change their habits and it was just a great yeah it was rewarding right yeah and this is this is how this is kind of why I love what I do as a coach because each every two weeks I get on those sessions and I see the same people and then over week over week you know weeks pass and months pass and they start telling you about their progress and you start seeing them change and they're starting talking differently and and it's so rewarding as a coach to have that. And I and I'm I'm so happy for Nilesh as well that he got on his first ever coaching program i feel that there was so much positivity and so much change that was taking place in that group um that yeah it definitely would have would have made him feel good that it was it was all worthwhile so
0: yeah and i just love how he takes genuine interest in what you're getting up to and yeah. and and when things change for you and life becomes more pod- positive or more productive or you know you demonstrate courage you know any of the kind of changes that you've made to your life that progression he he really does take interest and he gets so excited I love it I love his excitement and his just his little energy and his smile every time he comes on to. you know the video recordings um it yeah it does make you happy
1: yeah there's a real passion there's a real interest in in people and and wanting to change so yeah so the coach was excellent um the program was excellent um what i wanted to do today is actually i wanted to go through some of the the key areas that we went through and i want to go into every single session that we did but there's some key things that we took out of this and we both took out of this and some key sessions that i think were really really important and i want to just talk about some examples um around this um Somewhere near the beginning, and this is a session that resonated with, with me the most. I think it might have even been session one, but was the session we did on, on clarity. You remember that one?
0: My favorite one.
1: That's your favorite. Okay. Yeah, things, yeah. Why don't you start? What was, so what did you get out of clarity and what, how, what did that mean to you?
0: I think in terms of high performance and just my life in general, I like to get involved with a lot of things i like to do a lot i like to be really productive i like to achieve what i want to achieve um you know whether it's working in palliative care whether it's you know doing the lecturing at King's college london um now the podcast um mentoring so many students at the moment which i love um you know, parenting, everything, Uh, there's, you know, my movement, kind of like my nutrition, my sleep, there's so many things that I kind of know I need to focus on. But I didn't really understand or kind of appreciate why I was focusing on what areas and looking, I guess, a few steps ahead as to where those areas of my life would transition into. So I'm quite new, for example, to paediatrics and palliative care. And obviously I've talked about palliative care a lot on my podcast and how much I'm enjoying it, um, how much reward I get from the patients, from the team, you know, all the service improvement that I'm doing, but you know, what's my five-year goal in that area or what's my one-year goal? What's my three-month goal? You know, I never really set those intentions. I never really understood what it is that I wanted. And I just kind of been in the flow of productivity. I'm achieving things, but didn't really necessarily have any value to it. Um, So when I went through the clarity session, there were obviously several questions that we had to answer. One of which was, you know, where, you know, what are you really clear about and what are you certain about in your life right now? Um, and you know, what are the things you're uncertain about or the things that you need to change in your life? Um, and when I started diving deep into these questions, I really started understanding that I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I'm good at or what I'm not good at. I just, you know, all of these questions were coming up in my, in my mind and a lot of self doubt then started kicking in that, Oh, actually, I don't know what I'm doing. Um and I don't know where it is I want to go and what I wanted to achieve. So that session really made me feel that I needed more focus and that I needed to understand where my passions were, what I've really, really valued in life and work, in family, you know, in my home, and how how to push forward with those goals, whether they're short-term or long-term. And what I did for this session, and I probably worked on this session more than any other session that there was, because I felt like every other session would um, require me to have that clarity and that understanding and that kind of deep level of, of value in order to then achieve. So I spent a lot of time on the trains in the morning answering a lot of questions or revisiting questions and then week by week also changing my answers depending on what my thoughts were and kind of what I wanted to achieve. So for me, this session was amazing and I've continued to change my thoughts and my, my visions in the 12 weeks. And I finally kind of come to a point where I'm quite happy with what it is that I need to achieve or I want to achieve. Um, And I've spoken about this with you recently about the kind of three words that I kind of need to live by. And I couldn't figure out what they were. And I had all these adjectives written down, but I couldn't really understand which ones I wanted to utilize for all aspects of my life. So one of the examples was being compassionate, like that word really resonates well with me. A, because I'm not compassionate enough to myself and it's something I need to work on and I've become very clear about that. Um, I'm very compassionate towards my patients. I'm passionate towards my students. Um, you know, I show a lot of empathy. Um, I have got a lot of compassion at home uh, with Lily and and for you and extended family members and friends and I'm, and I'm relatively good at that. So I know that it, it's... It, it has high value in my life and it's something that I definitely want to focus on. But the other two words I was kind of toying with, but I ended up going for creativity, adventure and compassion. Um, And creativity, I am really creative. I really enjoy kind of arts and crafts and, you know, making things. And like, you know, recently I've started making a bit of jewelry and I'm really doing a lot of creative activities with Lily. Um, There's a lot of creativity at work as well with everything to do with service improvement and innovation, kind of using new apps or creating new ways for patients to be educated about medication. So you need to have that kind of creative mindset. And adventure, I mean, God, I love adventure. I can't believe I didn't have this as a word because I am really adventurous. I've always been adventurous. I've always done crazy things like climbing Kilimanjaro and going to Annapurna and traveling all around the world and moving to Dubai. I mean, that's adventurous. Um, And I think that kind of, I didn't, I didn't really appreciate that in the last couple of years of my life because we've just been so busy and then with coronavirus there's not exactly been much adventure has there um but i need to reignite it so yeah i really love this session i know i'm talking a lot because i loved it that much
1: i just i just want to remind you that when you were pregnant with liliana you were hanging off the face of a cliff in oman (laughs) And if I can find the footage, I'll put some footage up right now as I'm I'm speaking, because I think I've got some video of that. Um, That was when you were pregnant. So adventure is definitely um, something that um, even whilst, even during Lily was born. I mean, I remember the holiday when you were literally about to drop in August when we went out, when we went to Devon and Cornwall and hiking with your family. And yeah. yeah,
0: I had two weeks left and we were hiking a lot.
1: We had to, you know, we had to walk back to get the car for you because we couldn't get a taxi. Um, so, yeah, we've done, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a great word for you.
0: Yeah. What do you think about creativity and compassion for me?
1: I think, again, they fit. Creativity. You, you don't think you're creative, but you are, you know, in lots of different senses. Um, you know, whether it's like you're doing jewelry making whether it's d- home decoration christmas decorations yeah, you know, flowers yeah
0: i do go wild yeah
1: yeah so the, you know doing f- arts and crafts with lily you know, even yeah even before that you know there's, there's definitely been a creative spark there I used to do, you know coloring in adult coloring in books and things like that which you've done in the past so i think it's uh, yeah they, they they i think they they hit the nail on the head
0: i know and i couldn't believe that it's taken me so long i mean literally i've got every other word Kind of written down, um. the clarity helped you really
1: focus on on what you wanted and what you discovered what you're good at as well, right I think that people need to be we need to be clear, and I think the the basis of this program is that you know high performance people that perform at a high level and by the way, this is all based on science. I should have said this at the beginning. this is based on actual research they've looked at the science at what makes high performers perform at that level consistently and and you know over you know what makes them get there and stay there so this is all based on science and yeah and having that clarity is so important and i think for me the clarity session was was important in that i already knew or i felt like i knew what my mission was and what my purpose was uh, i felt like i was on that path already but it made me clear on the how the different roles i play in my life are also linked to that path so how my role as being a father is linked to my you know wanting to help other people and get better and improve themselves well of course that goes without saying as a father that's your role to do that as a as a husband what what role do i play and how does that fit into my into my bigger picture how this podcast how my day job how all the other things that i want to do how can i link them into my purpose you know and and one of the big revelations for me came which i'll talk about in a moment is you know trying to harness my love for technology and cameras and recording and that's why we're sitting here doing a video podcast with all this gear around us because I'm into that it floats my boat and it's it's about learning it's about educating myself and how can I tie all of that into what I'm doing and now I've figured out ways that I can do that and it's really exciting you know so for example I mean this happened before the uh, before the coaching program but you know where I work they wanted to I put the suggestion forward that they, some ages ago that they should do a podcast um, because it's a great way to get information out to people. And then kind of nothing happened for ages. And then they came back to me and said, hey, we, want to, we love your idea. Or we, want to, we want to start a podcast. Would you help us out? And would you get involved? Now, I'm not an expert. I've got less than 50 episodes out there. And look, anybody can put a podcast together nowadays. Anyone can just get an Anchor account; it's free. You can sign up, you can grab your phone, and you can do it. And that's brilliant. And I think everyone should do that if you if you want to start a podcast. Don't do it the way that I did it, which was to you know look at all the. But I did this. I did it this way because this is what I'm interested in, right? I wanted to know how can I get the best quality. How can I get the best audio? What do I need to get the best audio? And as an ex-DJ and as an ex-wannabe sound engineer, that side of me came out as well. Okay, well, I get to play with microphones. Okay, what well, about camera? What about video? Oh, and I thought, I'll wait for video. Let me just get the audio. Let me nail the audio down. And I have had feedback in the past when people say, hey, your audio is really crispy. I love it. And I'm like, thank you. That was intention, right? And again, this came out one of the sessions. I don't know if it was a clarity session, but we talked about intention, about doing things with intention. And the revelation for me in that session was that for years, people called me OCD, like you're OCD, you do, you, everything's too extra. And I started to believe that. I started to label myself, oh yeah, I'm I'm a little bit OCD. And maybe there is a little bit of that inside me. But actually all it was, was I do things with intention. If I'm going to put a podcast episode out there, it's going to sound the best that I can. It's going to be with intent. It's not It's not going to be a fluke if it turns out well. If I... Go to into a coaching session, especially those session number ones that I have. I'm going to make sure that people leave that session feeling like, "Wow, I can't wait to get back and listen to this guy again in the next session." That's done with intention. You know, it's not about me ticking boxes. It's not a box ticking exercise. I'm not that guy, right? But when it comes to intention, so yes, so intention, clarity, just being clear on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. It it made me feel less guilty. I'm like, yeah of course why i'm not going to feel what i'm not going to worry about getting obsessed with watching youtube videos about how to you know get the best frame rate for a particular lighting situation when it comes to your camera versus using your iphone i'm not going to feel bad for those things because i know that that's all down towards my intention of making what i'm doing the best that i can um and a little bit that a little bit of that comes from comes from childhood and you know that things that i i was really proud of and i did other people didn't see as the same they didn't it was always like why couldn't you do better so if it was if i did something that was worth a b grade why didn't you get an a and i'm not not saying it was it was grades or anything like that but in anything i did if i created something if i made something if i you know it just there wasn't no one got as excited as i would about something um so now i'm just like okay well i need to make sure that everything i do is of the standard where i'm really happy with it and i hope that other people if they take interest in my work are also going to be happy with it and as i said this before if one person is then that's good enough for me i'll take that um so yeah so the clarity really helped me just to kind of bring things together um
0: i definitely think that you were quite far ahead in terms of your understanding of what you yeah, what your purpose is and what your kind of vision and mission in life is in comparison to me, which is great. And I've told you this before, but it's it's really nice to see you now really truly understand what your mission in life is and what you value and what's important to you. And it's a lot of things that we kind of already knew, but now it's it's become very clear. It's become very obvious. And it's like, oh, how did I not know this already? And I think obviously deep down you did know, but it just heightened your awareness of it. Yeah. And now, every action that you take towards a goal or something that you want to achieve, you are doing everything with intention, with value, you know, with an understanding of what it's going to achieve in the future. Yeah. I haven't quite reached that yet, but I'm looking forward to when that happens because. I can see how excited you get about so many things now, and it's really nice um, to see you enjoy a lot of your passions, especially with all this IT stuff. We definitely wouldn't be doing this if it was just me, because I have no idea half the things that you get on with. I mean, even setting up this room for today's podcast—there's you know, multiple cameras and iPads and phones and.
1: Yeah, but uh, you don't. You, like I said, you don't have to do those things. To do what you do really well right and you can you know you don't have to have that level of understanding and that's just the way i choose to apply and the reason i do that is because i know what i'm passionate about i know what i love to do Mm -hmm. i love gadgets i love technology i'm not gonna lie right so i found a way i've just found a way to integrate that into my purpose into my life I've just figured out a way and it's just that's it's just well, right I'll just do a podcast or I'll do a video podcast or oh, I'll go onto YouTube now and okay and then I'll do YouTube videos for other people and I'll help other health professionals make crispy videos and so I've just figured out a way how can I and I, you know let's let's go back you know when I was at school oh well, I love PE I love playing sports I love playing football and games and okay well let me study PE and that way I get to study something that I really love and then I did that at LA levels and then 20 years later, I decided to become a PT because I still had that love for sports and fitness. So I've just always figured out a way to take what I love and make that the main thing, to make that my thing that I can I can do in life. And isn't that what anybody wants, right? Every, I mean, everybody wants to work in a job or in a career or own a business about something they're passionate about. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not everyone. Maybe there are some people out there who are just, you know, they invest and they just put money here, put money there and they want, and that's great. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's not me. I can't, I can't work in a job where I don't have the passion to wake up every single day and just go out and do my job. I can't do it. Or if there's something that stops me from enjoying that, that job. Like for many years, I worked in an industry where I was miserable. I hated it. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more soon in in an upcoming episode about my journey, but you know, I, I was miserable and I thought, why am I doing this to myself? Why don't I just do something that I actually enjoy? and be happier not happy am i happy have i got to the end point i don't know if there is ever an end point of happiness but i'm a lot happier than i was when i was you know thinking of ways how how can i not go to work today how can i avoid this 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 scenario today at work how can i avoid yeah so um i don't know what i was saying i'll say yeah i've just figured out a way of finding a way to integrate my passions and you, you're doing the same you're doing the same right with your podcast forget the technology side of the podcast you've found a way of channeling, channeling your passion for pharmacy for passion for your career passion for travel adventure and you can talk about this with other pharmacists and show other pharmacists hey listen it's not pharmacy you're not just a drug dealer <laughs> you're not you are a drug dealer um you're not just a, a, a pill pusher You're not just the person that, you know, stands at the back of boots and gives you your medication. There's so much more to that. So you've found that way through your podcast. You're finding that way through teaching your students. We're We're talking behind the scenes about other things that we can do for the wellness of the students. So how can we integrate wellness into what you're doing? You've integrated wellness into your own workplace. You know, you've started, you know the yoga challenge that you did for a while over the lockdown, the um, walking club that you've started with your, with your pharmacist diaries, you know, with just your software and IT things that you've helped the company or your department figure out, Hey, we should be doing this a different way. And we've talked about this before, haven't we? Where it's like, well, why are these people, why is this institution that has been going for years? Why are they not using the latest things? Because no one's, no one's believed in growth. No one's gone there and gone, Hey, do you know what? There's a better way of doing this than just having, Pieces of paper stuffed into a filing cabinet. An Excel sheet. Yeah, well, that was. I'm trying to go. So some one day, someone must have came into an environment where it was just filing cabinets. I remember my first job. It was it right. So it was just all paper and a fax machine. So someone came along, someone and someone I said, do "You know what? We can do this better. We need to start using a computer." And someone probably laughed and got, "What are you talking about? Don't be silly. We can't use computers." And look where we are today. So now, someone you've gone into an environment where they're using computers. Great, but they're using an anti and you know an old. the the system doesn't work just using excel spreadsheets and it's like hold a minute there's software that can do this better so someone needs to come in and say hey we can do this better and i said to you ages ago why can't that person be you and it and it turns out it was you and you did do it and you've made it happen so um so you are doing that you are on that journey you are figuring out ways to to find it just because they don't they don't align with mine it doesn't matter
0: oh yeah of course exactly progression yeah progression it's key exactly
1: okay so we talked about clarity we talked about um intention energy was a really good session
0: oh yeah i had to work a lot on energy but i found a way to do it and i found a way to incorporate it into my daily routine
1: so let's just summarize high performers find a way to generate energy right? This is a big thing that I hear as a coach, as a trainer, and I'm sure we've all heard it. Oh, I just don't have the energy. I don't have, you know, I, don't, I just feel like I'm something's lacking or I'll do it when I'm feeling a bit better. And, you know, no, we create energy, right? We generate the energy. We move energy. We can't even create it, right? You move it from one source to you want from one source to another. And I think this was a really interesting session just to help highlight how much you actually can do when it comes to, to to your own energy,
0: and how much of an impact it has on your life. Yeah, because without energy, you just will struggle mentally, emotionally, physically. Your productivity is not as good. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not going to be as clear if you're absolutely exhausted and you don't have energy. You're not going to have you know much of an understanding of what your intentions are, what your values are. So you know it is this session was also really important for me. And I wrote down a lot of habits that I need to start doing, a lot of things that I already knew I needed to do, but I had to find ways to incorporate that into my routine. And then also I had to write down a lot of habits that I needed to stop doing as well, which were really important for, for energy. Um, the main thing that came out of this session was... Um, I started walking to the train station because in the beginning when I was still kind of Living here in our new place as well as living in central London some nights. There was no consistency to my routine You know, I felt really kind of uneasy because I just didn't have that routine and I and I just couldn't incorporate it into my into my life um, to the extent that we do now, but then I just made that decision that actually, you know what, every day that I go on the train, I need to start walking to the train station or running to the train station or cycling to the train station. Um, just that is going to form part of my exercise routine because it works so well when we lived in Queens Park and I was running twice a week, six miles to work. Um, And I really enjoyed it and my energy definitely improved. So for me, it's a 50-minute walk, which is three miles to the station. I listen to my podcasts, my audibles, you know, sometimes listen to music. Um, it's time to myself. It's a quiet time on the road. I literally see, you know, one or two cars at that time of the morning because I leave at um, 5.50, 5.45, 5.50. So I wake up at 5, leave the house about quarter to 6.00. Um, and then get the train to work from there. And then it kind of developed on from that. So as soon as I got on the train, I got into a habit of do not do anything except open up your diary, start scheduling your days, looking at reflecting on the, on the day before and what went well and what didn't go well, understanding how I was feeling, what my emotions were like, um, and setting intentions for the day, setting out goals for the day and scheduling time. So that was the biggest game changer for energy. And then alongside that, we obviously joined Champneys at the same time. So we found a way, though expensive, but ended up calculating it the multiple times a week. It's not that expensive at all. And the value that it has in our lives is outweighs any cost, to be honest. Um, but scheduling twice a week of going to spend time by myself, whether it's relaxing, whether I'm swimming, whether I'm doing yoga, whether I join a class, whether I do my own little weight training session, or whether I'm just sitting on a sofa and reading and then using the sauna and steam room or whatever it is I feel like doing on that day, it's still time for me. Um, and that again, completely completely Change my energy because I had time to reflect and relax and, you know, make time to exercise, which walking to work is great or walking to the train station is great. But for me, it's still not quite enough like I need to do some resistance training or yoga or strength workouts I still need to do my cardio and walking to the train station though it's it's great and I'm getting in so many more steps than I was in the previous you know kind of four or five months and I'm really proud of that as well as lunchtime walks I do very regularly just to top up my steps um it just wasn't quite enough for me um and then spending time outside of kind of parenting and work life was was really useful and you know you feel relatively similar about that too right
1: yeah definitely i think the key the key thing for that was just scheduling in that time for yourself you know to to generate your energy to feel more energetic it's it's finding a way to schedule that in and scheduling everything right that was one of the key takeaways for me from from the program there's no such thing as over scheduling or there might be but yeah making sure and again that's intention right if you're scheduling it i'm gonna i'm gonna watch this youtube video it's in my schedule so i'm gonna do it and not feel bad about it and that was a really really fast that was a fascinating way of looking at it And, and again i I would always do these things. I'd be watching the YouTube videos, but part of me would be like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. And, and actually, no, it's part of my, it's intention, it's part of my purpose. It's linked into it. But as long as I schedule it and I don't go down a three-hour rabbit hole of doing it, that's okay. Um, so the energy, yeah, the energy piece for me, again, like you said, start doing, continuing with the habits or um, building new habits of things that we already know about, right? And again, look, everyone knows, everyone knows, do some exercise, eat some vegetables, get your water just get your sleep right we all know this yeah. but it's the doing it it's the actual putting it into practice that is difficult for a lot of people and i think what this coaching really helped you to do is to you know and at the end of every session there was a action right what are you going to do what you know it's all good and well sitting here and listening but what is the one thing you're going to change this week what are you going to do differently and that's helped us to do that and for me you know i've already been quite good with um you know using my my habit tracker this is the james clear one that i use um and i you know where's the habits They're at the back somewhere yeah so i st- i use my my habit tracker and i just have all my all my ticks and everything there so um that's something i've always done anyway or have been done for the last few years but i got a little bit more serious with it with regards to the coaching Um and one of me one of the biggest things for me for energy, and you know, you mentioned joining champanies, that was that was a big game changer because now we had somewhere to go in the evenings where let's be honest, we didn't do much with our evenings. We'd both be tired, we'd both feel like we have no energy, you know, get to that time of the day. And then instead of being productive like we were once upon a time, you know, we'd do our podcast recordings, we'd do a lot of Canva work, we'd do a lot of show notes writing, all the creative stuff in the evening. But since you know, whenever it's just it's not happened for whatever reason. So now we're just taking some of that time back where we would often just sit and watch Netflix and do something productive. So we've got a schedule where you go to the, you go to Champlain's one night, I go another night. And yeah, like I said, we just spend that time doing what we want to do. And, and the biggest reason for joining there for me was um, the sauna um, the and the plunge, the cold plunge pool. And yeah, the, the hydro pool and all that stuff is great. But for me, it was the sauna and the cold plunge and there's something I've been wanting to do for a while is get that hot and cold exposure. I've been taking cold showers for ages. And I've been trying really hard to sort of, you know, slowly get that water all the way cold, which I've managed to do. But the cold plunge has been amazing. And just jumping in there after, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes in the sauna and then just switching back and forth like that has been phenomenal. Um, and the days that I do it. I, I wish I could do it in the morning. That's that's the only thing we're, we're going in the evenings, and that's just because of the way our lifestyle is at the moment. But I wish it's something I could do in the mornings because I feel when I get back from that those sessions, I just feel so invigorated. I feel so energetic, no matter what I've done in the day. Um, and the days that I don't go, like yes, day before yesterday, I didn't go and I should have gone. I I regret it. I, oh, I should have just gone. Yeah, and so yeah, I think for me energy again just a reminder i'm responsible for for my energy i'm responsible for for change and it always reminds me of my favorite saying from my favorite human being um which is uh your favorite human sorry my second favorite human being third favorite hum- oh, he's a favorite human being i can have multiple favorites can't i when you do favorites on your bookmarks you've got multiple infinite so um they're not in order. and they're not in order exactly yeah there you go thank you google um rich roll rich roll always says and i don't know if he said this first or who said this first but i hear it from him a lot "Is mood follows action and it's so true if you want to feel better if you want to feel like you've got more energy then you've got to take action you've got to do something if you don't feel like doing something today well that's not going to change unless you do something today um so yeah the the energy session was was big on that for me. Was just to help me get that again clarity focus on. I mean, I'm really responsible. Again, it's not like we would know this. I know as a trainer, I know this, but you have to remind yourself. And, oh, definitely. You know, that energy session was 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 good at uh, helping us to do that.
0: I've achieved quite a few things from um, when I now I look back at this list, and actually, one thing that was quite hard, which I've made a goal to achieve every day because it is quite challenging, is is drinking two liters of water. And when I'm at work, sometimes hours go by and I've realized, oh no, you know, I've not had my water bottle with me and I've been on the ward and I'm really thirsty and I'm all masked up and, you know, wearing my eye goggles and everything. And, you know, it, then having to ungown and, and to drink water and uh, it's a terrible excuse, isn't it?
1: You're not, like, listen, th- th- this, this, this water thing, I want to talk about it because it it's one that. I just think so many people's lives could be improved. So many people's lives could be improved. The quality of their lives. If we all just drank a little bit more. Water. I know. Look, for those of you listening to this in a relatively developed world, developed country, you know, you probably are fortunate enough to have clean drinking water available to you. And for those that do, those that are fortunate in this world to have clean drinking water available to them and to not be getting six to eight cups one and a half to two liters call it what you want right to not be getting that is absolutely criminal i know how long and and this is this if you're not if you're thinking oh yeah i know about water five a day this and that right okay well let me ask you this how long can a human being live without food it's a few weeks yeah about three weeks Again, yeah. give or take, it's about three weeks. How long can a human being live without water? A few days. A few days. Three days. so You can go f- twenty-one days without food, but only three days without water. Then, like, it's obvious which one's more important, right? And then you can go. The next question is: Well, how long can a human being go without air? Minutes. So we can go. We can go onto the topic of breathing if we really want. I'm not going to do that today. But how important <laughs> learning and not just oh yeah, I'm breathing, but actually understanding your breath and mindfulness and meditation is what all these sci- all this mm. science has shown us that how important the breath is. We haven't been taught how to breathe. Mm. Well, not only have we not have been taught how to breathe, we've not been taught how to look after ourselves in the form of drinking the right amount of water, eating the right nutritious food. And this again, separate conversation. However, yeah, water. I think everybody now, if you're not tracking how much water you're drinking, track it, write it down, and
0: then try and up it. And then see, and write down how you feel. I've noticed a massive difference and that's why I make it a goal.
1: So what what, what are the differences you've noticed since drinking more water?
0: I just, I don't feel tired during the day. Um, I'm not sluggish. My brain power is definitely way less foggy than it normally is if I am having a sort of tired day. Um, My productivity goes up. Um, My ability to concentrate at the computer and like get through tasks is much faster. Then on a slow day where I feel a bit sluggish, where I've not had enough. And even around sort of two, three o'clock when I've realized I'm a bit sleepy and I've eaten, I'm at the computer, what's going on? And I figure out, oh gosh, I haven't had enough water and I drink loads in that moment that actually even a couple of hours later I notice if I haven't eaten anything else and obviously I I don't then try and substitute that lack of energy with more food and wasting calories unnecessarily or eating chocolates or sweets and getting a sugar high Um, I just wait for that water to kind of kick in and a couple of hours later genuinely I actually feel quite a big difference and it's because I'm really aware that I need it. And it's cause I'm aware of how I feel when I have had it, that it's quite valuable, um, to kind of maintain two liters a day. Yeah. It's good. And we bang on about it with Lily as well. <laughs> Poor yeah, girl. That's, she that's gets that Yeah,
1: that's another, <laughs> that's another mindful we're trying to try and overcome, but we'll, we'll tackle that. Um, but yeah, good. Okay. So I'm glad you you noticing the benefits, um, off the back of drinking more water i think everyone does i look if you're dehydrated you know about it and you feel shitty you feel crappy you know you get headaches you get brain fog and you get you know skin hair all these different you know, conditions people things you know dry up and so yeah water is is king uh, as far as i'm concerned and i think just if you're lacking an energy it's the first thing i say to people is how much water are you drinking uh, and i think that's 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 important so yeah so energy um has made a big difference to both of us um productivity was another big takeaway from these this coaching was you know scheduling, scheduling. yeah so we, we've, we've talked about that already how can you high performers are productive how are they productive what are they doing what are the behaviors are doing so we talked about scheduling and just again having clarity on what you're doing why you're doing and i think everyone struggles with productivity at some stage in their life i'm pretty sure we do we all do um but yeah, this just giving us that uh, clear sort of structure and format, and to say, well, all of the things we talked about will help you to be more productive. You've still got to go out there and do the things. So it's scheduling that time. It's 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 making sure that you don't have the distractions. You know what you're always asking yourself the question. And the question we haven't talked about the journal. I mean, there's a journal that goes along with uh, the program which you've I was gonna share I was uh, show it. Go on, okay. show us your notes. You're very amazingly oh yeah i'll show you that as well but yeah some of the questions in there are designed around you know how are you going to be more productive yeah there you go it's a nicely filled out journal yeah um so just
0: every every hour in the day is is scheduled and actually from on this day i schedule from eight o'clock but i normally schedule from 5 a.m all the way down to 9 p.m it's intense but each I mean, it's really important as well that I kind of go back to my, my three words and, and think to myself, okay, have I, have I been compassionate today? You know, what have I done to demonstrate compassion? You know, have I been adventurous? I don't achieve that every day. <laughs> Even, well, sometimes it's like a, you know, um, a, a cheeky lunch date with someone or having a coffee with someone, which was unexpected. So I'm like, oh, a little adventure during the day or, or you know, going for a walk Unexpectedly, um, during my lunch, that I allow that, um, and then um, compassion, adventure, and creative. I try to make sure that I've done something creative within my day as well, um, but also linking it to my goals. You know, what are my work-related goals? Have I have I you know taken the steps towards achieving them, or what steps have I taken to to make sure I achieve them? and you know the same goes for home life whether that's paying bills or organizing lily's vaccines or getting you know her her dental checks set up or um you know there's a million and one things as a parent that you have to to organize childcare is, is always a major issue um so you know organizing that is really important in my day um and then also thinking about, you know, my passion projects, like my podcast and how that's moving forward and and have I taken the right steps to kind of get there. So scheduling was a major, um, a winner for me. And this diary has really helped me to kind of achieve that, which has been amazing. Um,
1: yeah, so this is a, this is a planner that that's, um, we got as part of the coaching program, which you're supposed to complete every day. And each day it gives you little prompts. It asks you questions about, you know, um, it's a nice reflection. just reflection on the day yeah it's really it's been really really good for productivity and just helping um yeah just helping us along the way and, and yeah just if it's written down of course you still got to stick to it and sometimes you don't stick to everything that's written down there but at least it's there's some intention there and it helps you to to see things and then you can you can go back and have a look at what you know sometimes you miss something off there. i oh, know i do this i'll skip something and i'll be like ah, oh, it's that same thing i skipped again why am i skipping that one thing okay what's let's let's look at that what's stopping me what's the what's the real obstacle it's not mm. like that time. i clearly i clearly skipped it for a reason and I clearly, clearly keep missing that one thing off for a reason. Is it, important? Yeah. Is, it, is it really important enough for me to have it on there? And if it is, then why am I not doing it? And then it helps you to sort of break that problem down. And it's not, it's not about finding a blame. It's not about saying, oh, yeah, I'm not doing something or I haven't done something. It's actually just helping yourself become aware that, hey, do you know what? You keep skipping the same thing over and over again. You know, mm. It's like the person that wakes up in the morning and goes, I'm going to exercise today. and Today's the day I'm going to do it. And then at the end of the day, do it's that. like, I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's tomorrow's so sad when that happens tomorrow's the day i'm gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna wake up and do it and no we've all been there i've been there i've been there very recently um but that's fine okay but you're skipping it why let's let's talk about why what's really going on and it just helps you to get that little bit of a deep dive
0: and it also has a weekly review and a monthly review which is really really good It really helps you to understand the good things that have happened in your week, things that you need to improve on. I mean, I told you just yesterday that I keep writing down, you know, you know, what's something that you're kind of anxious or worried about in, you know, today's schedule or something that's going to trip you up or make you upset. And I always train delays is always my answer every day. I'm not worried about anything else and I've written it down that many times that now it's become clear to me that um you know train journeys are frustrating um but it does help you to understand what you need to do in that situation if it happens so there's normally I would get really frustrated because I don't have any other way of getting home except that train um And there are times when I've had to take different trains and then get an Uber and it's just cost me so much money, you know, like 60 pounds for the whole day of travel just to go to work. It just seems so crazy um, when you add in the taxi fares and it just seems so unfair (laughs) that the trains keep, um, you know, getting cancelled or there's issues or someone's jumped out onto the platform is a regular occurrence, unfortunately. Um, But now I can... I have awareness that it upsets me, and I find ways to kind of appreciate what I could do with my time if that happens, or how to deal with my emotions in those situations so I don't get frustrated. So, the diary's been really good for that. Um, other things with productivity, I mean, the scheduling was definitely a winner. Um, but even at work now, I set a timer on my phone every 45 minutes, it tells me to take a walk. So I sometimes, you know, get up and take a walk. I go say hello to someone is mainly what I do. Um, leave my desk and go and visit someone else in the office and just say hello and have a two, three minute conversation. Um, have a cup of tea with someone and then go back to work. Um, and just getting up from my chair and kind of having that quick stretch is really valuable, um, to my energy and also not having to concentrate for like two to three hours of solid time instead kind of breaking up into 45 minutes and then you know coming back to that same task or moving on to something else which is good
1: yeah i've been i've been doing that i don't unfortunately i can't just get up and start talking to other people because i'm at home on <laughs> my own but i do do get up and, and we did this in one of the sessions we talked about it remember the, the the eyes thing yeah where you you just focus your eyes and i look outside here and i'll just stand on, i actually go outside in the front doorstep and i'll just stand and look at the hills and i'll try and focus as far away um, into the Chilterns as I can. And that's something that's to do with your eyes. We, we When we're working, especially when you're at a computer, your focus point is, you know, what's in front of you, your arms distance away and, and our eyes it impacts our eyes. So actually getting out, there, it's almost like exercise for your eyes, isn't it? It's just focusing mm-hmm. on something far away. It's something we don't do. This is, I can't remember, I'm going to need to look up the research that uh, Dr. Saguru told us about this. So I'm sure he mentioned it or I've heard it somewhere about how, in modern, in the modern life, where you know our average focusing distance is something so short, it's crazy. Whereas if you go back through evolution, we were looking really far away. We we're looking on the horizon. We we're looking out for predators. We we're looking for for um, you know, hunting opportunities. So we were, we've kind of gone the other way. Um, so yeah, just standing outside, looking out as far as I can, just get some fresh air just be mindful for a minute and then getting back to getting back to work and and in fact Brendan Bouchard talks about this in the in the high performance habit book in terms of transitions and yeah. when you're transitioning from one activity to another yeah you know, we just get on with it right so you stop washing the dishes and you go straight to your computer and you sit down and you sit down and you open an email and you finish with that email and you go straight to the next email or you go to another application and you open another application and you, before you know it it's just you know you, you you come out of that and you've got brain fog whereas if you just stop between each transition and you you do some you know he goes through it in the book i won't uh, go through every single detail but if you just do some breathing techniques or you ask yourself a couple of questions you know who do i need to be on my a game for right now and this next thing i'm about to do it just it just helps you to pause and actually perform better at what you're about to do um, but also give you that little bit more clarity and i think that was that was mm. fascinating um the book here this is the book isn't it?
0: And walking into situations with intention rather than just floating into the next activity is really valuable.
1: Yeah. So I think along with, um, atomic habits, this has been one of the key game changing books for me. So I've actually been listening to the audio book. Um, and I've had it on repeat. I on the second, second time listening through it. But, um, a lot of the things, um, we've talked about in the program, perhaps a lot more, um, uh, are in this book and, I highly recommend if you if you're not going to get if you can't get a coach and like no one can has the luxury of getting a coach. I highly recommend this book because it really does help you to get a little bit more, just more awareness and more more structure to your life, and 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 it helps you you know to, to to actually it bridges the gap from I know I need to do this, and this is how I'm going to do it yeah yeah because like i said we all know i had this conversation this morning with my my group it was a session one and i just was like look you all know there's no point me telling you what to do you all know it right you all know you, you've been told to eat better food and to do some exercise And but how but this is the how isn't it it's the and how. taking the action and then actually taking action and i think that's where that's where a coach has been a profound impact on us and it can be Mm. on anyone. I think that's where a coach is someone, someone that you can be accountable to um, someone that can ask you the questions and prompt. And if you think one of these sessions we didn't talk about, which I really resonated with me, which, which was the influence session. And the reason I love that session so much is because I'd never, I've never really felt that I'm someone who has difficulty influencing people, but I don't know. I've never known why, right? The ones I've never stopped and thought, oh, why is it that I'm good at influencing people? And the structure that was went we we went through there was you know, challenge, you know, challenging people the way or just challenging people, challenging how they think, what they think, shifting their beliefs. So, challenge them, shift their beliefs, and then, of course, role model the way. And then when we went through that, I was like, oh, yeah, I've always done that, you know. And I think back to my, my not my first job, but my main career, which before working in healthcare was in the recruitment industry. And there I was responsible for influencing people i had to influence candidates to take a particular job or i had to influence a client to give me their particular business so i can find people for them and then i had to influence them to interview someone and take this candidate and i had to influence was influence built into what i did there so from day one that's what i've been doing i've been standing up in front of people talking and you know trying to convince people Um, as a personal trainer you're influencing all the time you're you know Mm. you're trying to get clients to come and work with you or influencing clients when they're working with you to do a certain exercise or change their behavior influencing people in group exercise class to do a certain thing a certain way so there's a huge amount of influence there um, and I've always been that guy who challenges people and again I didn't I wouldn't have said this this is how I influence I challenge people I role model the way and I, I shift beliefs but I always challenge people and I say okay well if that's what you think and I put a different perspective and I shift their belief and their way of thinking and of course I role model the way and I don't role model the way because I think because I think that this is i want to role model to to influence people i just role model the way because i think it's the right thing to do mm. and whether and someone
0: you, you've always done that
1: yes i've just always role modeled the way because i've just always felt it's the right thing to do for me and whether people agree with it or not it's not the, not the point I just feel like this is what I feel is the right way to do something and I'm going to do it and I will coach people and you know I guess I'm really more referring to when I was a personal trainer and this is how I coach this is how I teach this is what I believe in these are the principles I believe in uh, of course everything would be tailored for a specific individual but I would do those things as well myself because I felt it was the right thing to do so um Yeah, influence, you know, having influence is a a key part of of any high performer. Um, And
0: what did you get from influence? I have a lot of work to do, is how I feel about that topic. But it's fine. I'm really, I'm happy because I will progress. And I made a lot of notes. Because I get frustrated when I can't influence people. And I couldn't really understand why. And I'm still kind of understanding what that issue is. But I've started to take quite small steps in the right direction. So now when I'm with the um, training pharmacist, the pre-reg pharmacist, before we go and counsel a patient, I set some intentions and kind of, you know, what do we want to achieve from this session with this parent and this child? Like, what are what are our goals? And, and I do start to kind of challenge them a little bit. Um... And some of the trainee pharmacists, I mean, they started in August, so they're still quite new, still a bit nervous. Some of them still feel a little bit uncomfortable talking to children because it's different. It's not like talking to the elderly or an adult. It's completely different. And then you've not only got the child, you've got the parent as well. So you've got to tailor it to two different people. And that's quite challenging for them and they feel uncomfortable. Um, So I'm kind of putting them out of their comfort zone and saying, look, I'm here to support you. You do the work and I'll chip in where needed and give you the feedback and you can learn from those experiences. And I kind of challenge them, which is really good. Um, and a lot of the influence session, I made notes about being a role model as a parent and for Lily was kind of the main aspects of my life that I kind of thought this is where I need to influence and this is what I want to achieve Um, so I did really enjoy that session, but I need to focus on it a lot more. Definitely. At least you know that now. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I can apply the principles and the, the guidance that came from the coaching into my day-to-day life, which is amazing. So I guess
1: just in summary, I think it was, I said this already, it was, it was a really good experience. It was very valuable. Um, particularly doing it together, I think was definitely way more valuable than one of us doing it. And then trying to get the other, convince the other person to come on board um, because it just makes, just makes life easier. So I'm very happy we did it. Um, met some great people um, on the, on the group. You know, it was a nice, small um, intimate group, which was great, um, which is fantastic. And yeah, I highly recommend it. I think, you know, anyone um who, is thinking about yeah you know, thinking about going to the next level or is stuck? I think especially if you've been if you've got great ideas and you've got you feel like you've got a, like almost like how I felt a little bit in terms of I've got this great idea I've got these I think I know what my purpose is I kind of get all that but how do I now take it somewhere Where do I how do what do I do with this? And I think if that's you, then having a coach in whichever shape it takes is is a is a brilliant way of getting yeah you know, getting that clarity to to help you to that next level.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I mean, there are so many good things that came out of this, Mm -hmm. you know, coaching. I even think that relationships of mine have changed, including my relationship with you has been completely different. Mm -hmm. It's changed our marriage to some extent, in a good way. I feel so much closer to you. I feel more aware. I feel I understand where you're coming from, what your emotions are like, and I didn't necessarily appreciate those as much as I should have. I'm not being critical towards myself, but um, I definitely think it's had a massive impact on this family, which is really important and valuable. It's something I really care about. So yeah, highly recommend it. Um, the High Performance Habits book was amazing. I obviously have a physical copy. You've got the Audible. Um, he's got a podcast, Brenna Burchard. Um,
1: well, I haven't actually. I haven't got the Audible. I've got the free. Oh, you've got the, got the free. So he's what he's done is he's he's released it as a secret, um, podcast episode. So you can't if you go into his podcast, you won't see the book. But he's got separate episodes which are all which basically you put them together. It's the book. So, um, it's yeah. all on his website. It's all on his website. Yeah, you can check it out. So I'll definitely check that out. Um, but you know, even just. I think a good place to start if you look at um, Nilesh's believe in, believe in Growth video broadcast. Definitely. Um, so Subscribe. Subscribe to it. It's, it's a weekly free video. It's about 10 to 15 minutes long, max 15 minutes, I think some of them are, but they're about 10 minutes long. And he goes through a lot of these things. He talks about a lot of these things in that video. You go onto his website, believeinggrowth.co.uk, I believe it is. I'll, I'll link all the details in the episode show notes and description. But everything's there you can just watch the videos you can watch them through um and then every week there's a new video and a lot of these things are covered and just that 15 10 15 minutes can just help you just to ask those questions to yourself oh yeah am i am i have i done that today or you know i've never thought of things that way and it just it just prompts that way of thinking um and that would just be a great place to start and then of course follow people like nilesh on instagram and what look at their igtv and and the content and this is something i wanted to talk about and i guess now's the right time to talk about it but there is so much good information out in the world there is so much good and and, and look this is again how i'm trying to frame things in a positive light technology i love technology i love we've talked about this already i love i love it i love gadgets and one of the reasons where why i always want to know what the latest thing is or get on top of the latest trends or the new way of doing things or the new, you know, the, the new phone, a new this new thing, this new phone can do. It's not because it's not because I want to suddenly go out and buy all these things and own all these things, but it's because I want to see where this is going because it's amazing what we can do. One I remember once I remember when I was a kid, I used to think, wouldn't it be amazing if you could pause TV? If I could just pause it or I could rewind TV wouldn't that be amazing you can do that now did you you think that as a child yes i did think that i think what why why can't i rewind or pause tv this is crazy surely and we can do that now right look at what you can do with the phone in your pocket and we've got all. we've got all of this we've got all this fancy equipment set up right we could just be sat here with a phone and that's it right you've got a studio in your pocket but so when it comes to learning when it comes to you know one of the we didn't talk about purpose but one of the sessions was on purpose and the the definitions of one of the the, the caveat the, not the, the pillars of purpose i don't know how you call this but your purpose you know is about something you're, you're passionate about um your willingness to um learn yeah skill development so passion skill development and for the benefit of others right so in this journey, learning how to create a podcast, learning how to take good video, learning how to set the lighting, all of that is in my chase for my purpose. And when it comes to skill development, just looking at that one piece, nobody, nobody who is, again, I want to say careful now, who has access to the Internet, you have no excuse. there is you can learn anything you want. You want to learn how to build a kitchen cabinet. There's someone on YouTube who will show you how to do. <laughs> you want to you want to learn how to take better photos? There's a there's a free course or a free newsletter out there that someone has has created for you, right? You want to learn how to arrange flowers? There's going to be again videos and Instagram accounts, and you want to have to do makeup. There you go, Insta, you go on Instagram. I I wanted to um, Sheena Neil's wife put up a really cool little reel or whatever the other day about how to do these funk these plats or something. Oh, I can't remember what she did. Oh,
0: I've seen it. Yeah.
1: And I was like, and I don't—I wasn't going out there for that information, but I was just like, "That's amazing!" And I re- re- replied to her, I was like, "That's amazing. I'm going to try that on Lily. I know now who to come to for for ha- hair advice because I have no clue how to do Lily's hair in the morning. Right? I'm the one. She's the kid that goes to school with the, the messiest hair, and I feel really bad for her. And when I saw that video of, of Sheen, I was like, "Duh, Sanjay, why don't?" Because I just I think of YouTubers, technology videos, you know, cameras and IT equipment. I'm like. Just go on there and learn how to plait someone's hair. I'm sure someone's put a video, video YouTube video up about it. And guess what? There are hundreds, right? There are thousands. So my point is, you can learn to do anything. So harness the technology. Schedule in that time, right? Don't feel bad. It's, don't just go down a rabbit hole and start watching cat videos. Because right? you're not going to learn a lot from that unless you're doing a study on cat behavior. But go out there and schedule in the time and... Pick something and, and that you're passionate about and learn about it. Figure it out. Yeah, true. It, it re- if you really love something that much, if you're really passionate about something that much, you, you can find the way. And, and I think that, for me, is so crucial and so important in this day and age. So if someone you know, has ideas and we want to do things or you're stuck in a rut, there's a way out. There really is a way out. You just need some principles. You need some structure on how to apply it. You need to figure out you know, how you can do these things that you are passionate about alongside. And this is the problem, right? People think that these two, two things are completely exclusive of each other. I have a job. That pays my bills. I want to do these other things, but I don't have time to do these other things. So like you said at the beginning, I'm all or nothing. I won't do them then and then we end up putting the focus and our energy on our job which we don't love we're just doing it because it pays the bills we are doing it so that we can put food on the table for our children we're doing it so that our kids have clothes to wear they get to go to the halloween parties with outfits and costumes and they can buy presents for their friends when they go to birthday parties and we just go in this we become in this cycle of i have to do this to, see, to serve all these other aspects of my life what happens to that individual what happens to that person they, they just stop become. They stop being themselves. They stop being the them genuine. So they just become a robot, and you can see this in in movies when you see you know how robots are going to take over humans and all this stuff. That it may seem like fiction, but it's true, right? Because there are some parts of what we do that are so robotic that anyone can do it. Mm. In the future, do you do you? Are you really? If I'm not if I'm not adding value as a parent, if not I'm not adding value as a husband. If I'm not Bringing humor or humility or fun or learning or any of these things. And I'm just doing, I'm going through this motion, i just going through the rut. What's the point of being here? Uh, someone else can come and do that for me. I get a machine to come and, you know, feed people and make food and do all these other things. The whole point of me being here is that I'm providing, I'm adding something. And I think everyone out there just remember that you just need to figure out how can I bring the things that I love? Why can't I do them side by side? of course you can absolutely you can definitely you can and it's not even about getting paid for it it's just about it's just about looking after yourself right one of the things that we've taken from this is and you talked about this is that self-care that self-compassion
0: mm.
1: is actually i need to spend some time doing the things that i love if my spare time if if, if when i i get this answer a lot what do you do in your spare time I look after my kids Well, that's not your spare time that's your job That's your role. Your role is a parent. you whether you signed up for it or not, if it was an accident, tough, right? And you're still here. That's your job. It's not your spare time. So what 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 would you like to do with your spare time? Oh, I'd like to read, or I'd like to, you know, learn how to play the violin. Or okay, right. Well, find some time. Doesn't know how long it is, one minute, two minutes, five minutes. Find some time. Schedule it into your diary. Look, look, find that time in your schedule. And do it and do the thing. Do the thing that you said you're going to do because in this mood follows action, right? If you don't do the thing, then you're not going to get closer. And, and look, by doing the thing, it may not open up all the doors and I'll just use my, my journey as an example. I knew what, 20 years ago, whenever it was, 15 years ago, I didn't want to work in that industry, in, in the recruitment industry. I knew it. I knew it in my bones. I could feel it. It wasn't me. And for a long time I was like, well, I have to do this because I don't know what else I can do. I don't know what other options are out there for me. I didn't have a way of channeling my passions. But then when I finally by accident figured it out, I was like, oh, well, hold on a minute. I used to like fitness and sport and I studied, you know, PEA level and GCSE and I wanted to I wanted to do sports science. So why don't I just I can be a PT. I can see what they do. I love I love what they do. Like you make a difference to people, you change people, it's my passion. Did I think I was going to be a, a PT for the rest of my life? No, I didn't. And I became a PT very, very late in my life. I was 30 yeah. by the time I became a PT. So I definitely knew it wasn't something I was going to do for the rest of my life. However, I didn't live for the next thing. I wasn't living, well, if I do this, then I can become a senior PT. Then I can become a director PT. Then I can become a celebrity PT. And then I can become a PT to the Dalai Lama. And I didn't. I wasn't thinking like that. I was thinking, let me just become a PT. Let me be the best PT that I can. And how did I do that? Well, I modeled other people's behavior. I copied the people around me and I was fortunate enough to be in an environment where I had some phenomenal, phenomenal athletes who, were, who were trainers as well that I learned a lot of. And I modeled their behavior and I tried to become the best PT I was. I could. And through that, and then the whole journey, which i don't have to go coming back here and then not doing Pilates, becoming a Pilates instructor, enjoying that and thinking, "Oh, this is great, but I don't know if this is what I'm going to do forever. I did, again, I didn't think I was going to be a Pilates instructor forever when I came back to the UK and did that. I was like, well, this is still in line with what I love to do, which is help people to get better, to improve their health. I'm still coaching. I'm still helping. I'm still physical. I'm still doing things myself. So I'll do this for a bit. And then I landed on this diabetes prevention program and uh, uh, again i'll say it again i don't think i'm going to be a coach on this program forever but right now i'm absolutely loving every single minute and every single day of it there are moments which i don't but i love most of it right but i'm enjoying the process and through this process i started a podcast and through the podcast i'm still talking about health and through that you know i'm at a position now where i'm doing more video photo work for people people are coming to me and say hey your videos look great your audio's great can you come and do can you do some recording for me i'm like well it's not what i do but hey why not? Why, why can't I? And again, I've figured out a way to link what I love to do with my overall goal. If my overall goal is to help people within the health space, well, what difference is it if I help you to change your diet by listening to my podcast or whether I help you to change your behavior by watching a video that I've helped another creator create? It's the same thing, right? I'm still, it's still the same mission. I'm still helping people. So, but none of that would have been possible and, I, and again when I made that decision I want to be a PT that's not what I was looking towards that wasn't what I was thinking about oh yeah one day I'm gonna have a podcast and one day I'm gonna have this many followers and do that no I'm just gonna enjoy the moment I'm gonna do what I'm doing right now to the best of my ability And we'll see what happens because life is not you know a script It's going to change direction. You're going to have opportunities, and and the more and when you kind of engross yourself into that world of what you actually love to do, you start seeing all these other doors open up. You start to think, oh right, I can do this. Oh right, I didn't know that you could do that as well. Oh right, oh there's there's this program as well now, not just diabetes. Okay, you know, so yeah, that's my rant on learning. I just think anyone, you know, who has access to the internet, I think you've got. You're, you've got such an opportunity right now. I'll tell you why it's such an opportunity right now, because not everyone has figured it out. And not, it's not that it's a race, it's not a race. But right now, we are, the, especially now, especially after 2020, where the importance of technology and communicating via technology and delivering information via technology and, and doing your living, living your livelihood via technology, now that's become so important and so, oh, we can do lots of things. We don't need to be in front of people. Now people are really gearing up. Now people are really cranking up the volume on, okay, let's get things online. Let's start doing things. Let's put things out there. Let's learn. But it's, there's still so much growth. There's so many industries. Again, just look at the different, different things that you can find on Instagram. Just look at the different things you can find on YouTube. Just look at how many different podcasts there are.
0: I am subscribed to way too many, but it's good. I really enjoy it. <laughs> that's a different conversation about prioritizing. But my
1: point is, it doesn't matter what you love doing. Someone out there also loves doing that thing. So uh, I guess just if you really feel like that's what your gut's calling you to do, then try to bring some of that into your life. Even if, even if the, the outcome isn't to make any money out of it, it's going to bring you some joy. Mm. It's going to bring you some fun you know, all, everything that, you know, little things. So music, for example, you know, I, cl- I kept all my CDs and I kept all my records and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm trying not to be a hoarder. I'm trying to live a minute, yeah, as minimal as a lifestyle as you can. But I didn't want to get rid of those things because I knew they'd meant, they meant, they they mean something to me. They have, a so- they have memories associated with them. But for years, they've just been locked up in my dad's loft. Well, since we got a house, you know, I've taken those things back and i've created a nice well you helped me create lovely artwork with my cd covers and now they're on my wall and i found whilst i was going through my stuff i found an old ticket to a michael jackson concert that i'd intentionally intention again i kept it way back when in 1991 or 92 when i went i was like, i'm going to keep this and for years it was just filed away somewhere now it's on a frame on my wall yeah so I don't know why I went onto that tangent, but my point <laughs> is um, bring something else. My, my point was bring something that you love into your life. Even if it's that, for example, right? That example, now I'm really excited about, oh, what else can I find that I've kept with intention that is gonna bring a little bit of joy to my life? So we're doing up our offices or we've kind of almost done up our offices. And yeah, we were thinking about pictures and stuff, stuff to put on the walls. And I was like, you know what? I want it to be surrounded with things that are meaningful. And now suddenly all these things that I've kept as memorabilia, I can, I've got somewhere to put it finally. And I feel so happy to have that. And so now when I sit in my office, it's not just sitting in an office that looks like any other Instagram photo or YouTube, YouTube studio setup. It's things there that actually mean something to me. And it makes me want to spend more time in there and wants, makes me want to be more productive. It makes me want to um, engage and share and, and be passionate. So,
0: And you I love think, your space.
1: Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah but, but I think that however, the, whichever f- form that takes, just bringing some of your, something that you're passionate about into your life,
0: do it. Just do it. That's all I have to say. Yeah, you're right. And I love it. And I love your passion today. I love your excitement today, though you are like this a lot, but it's just getting bigger and better every time that we have conversations.
1: Well, I think... Like I said earlier, I don't feel bad now for some of the things that I felt perhaps were selfish for a while. I don't have that guilty feeling because I'm like, no, I'm doing this for a reason. There's intention here. There's, there's, Mm. there's a bigger purpose here. Um, It's not just about me. It's about everyone. Because if I'm happier, then you're happier and Lily's happier. And if you're happier, I'm happier and Lily's happier. And if Lily's happier, then you're happier and I'm happier.
0: Everyone's happy. (laughs) And we're all living the dream. And it's just, it's, uh, we have to thank Nilesh, really. Because yeah, this big... this episode is really dedicated to him and his coaching and what his coaching has actually brought to our lives, which is actually quite incredible. Thank you, Nilesh. And to myself. Yeah, thank yourself for telling us. <laughs> yeah, and that's what he'd say. Yeah. it It wasn't me, it was all you. Um, which is true. We've which put in the work. A good coach should say. Yeah, we've put in the work, uh, but he's he's guided us along the way, which has been amazing. And he's a new friend and a new companion, which is which is very nice. Yeah. I love it.
1: Good. Okay, we got lots more to talk about. We haven't got all the time, but we've we your podcast is doing really well.
0: It is. I'm I had I had a big that. win during my um, our coaching. Mm. That I reached um ten thousand downloads whoop, whoop. and uh, ninety countries listening in. Amazing. which was a massive achievement. Um, completely unexpected, but it's keeping me going. I'm getting a lot of good feedback from students and pharmacists who've been listening, and mm. it has been really extraordinary, kind of it keep it really does make the role rewarding mm. and doing all of this in my spare time. And it is very time consuming. There's a lot of organization that goes in the background, especially as we both do all of this work ourselves. Um, and it just makes it worth it. Yeah. It, it, was makes easy. it.
1: It was easy during lockdown when one of us was on furlough, but yeah. it has become a little bit trickier, but we enjoy it so much that we're gonna, we find ways to, to make it happen. Um, and yeah, talking about your podcast, we just had the um, your first walking club, yeah, walking club—is that what you call it?
0: Walking yeah, club.
1: pharmacist diaries walking yeah. club. Yeah. So we've—I I came along and filmed that and recorded some recordings. So I haven't put all that together, but I will. So you'll see that up on pharmacist diaries uh, Instagram and YouTube and YouTube. Watch the space. Watch the yeah. space.
0: Yeah. So you've, how started, you've started
1: to flick that. You've started using that f- that switch on Zencast to turn your video on, which is good. So now you're going to yep. record the video, and I'll be putting some of that content together. So yeah, lots of exciting times. Um, I got loads of guests again it's all the back of the coaching the productivity and the one of my words was courage courage being bold that was one of my words was be bold you know approach people don't be afraid and 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 i've got some fantastic responses um from that so yeah you're going to see some really good episodes coming out over the next few weeks um the consistency is something we're working on i'm I'm can't promise i can be as consistent but I'm, i'm gonna i'm striving towards that but it's just fitting it all in but yeah it's fun times at the moment so Um, really exciting and looking forward to what am I looking forward to I'm looking forward to my holiday
0: oh yes I'm doing a countdown obviously because every time we have a holiday I do a countdown um so we got two weeks left and we're going to Devon I can't wait another glamping trip another glamping
1: trip I'm going to document as much of that as I can I'm going to save some time to actually just enjoy it but I will and I'll share what we what we learned and uh the, and we're going to do a podcast episode aren't we so that'll yep. be that'll be our next um i'm not going to say too much about that now but we've got a special podcast episode planned for that holiday so that's going to be exciting and yeah i'm looking for-
0: yeah it was good to catch up today and kind of recap everything we've done in the last few months go you sanjay go you Anisha. thanks
1: Thank you to this week's guests for their time and insights. It was a real pleasure speaking to them. All the social media and website links for today's guest can be found on the show notes page on our website, which is www.staywhole.co.uk forward slash SWP. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please share it with someone that you think might benefit from it. I would also be very grateful if you could visit Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and leave me a review really help this information reach more and more people thank you and if you're a health fitness or wellness professional and you want to be a guest on the show or you have your own personal health and wellness journey that you want to share then contact me via email it's sunjay at staywhole.co.uk that's s-u-n-j-a-y at stayhole.co.uk. you can get me on instagram or twitter it's at life, or on facebook.com forward slash stay whole. I would love to hear from you. Thank you to Purple Planet for all the music in this episode. And as always, thank you to you for listening. I am forever grateful. And remember to stay whole.